1: Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought,
0: powered
2: by hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first,
1: On Second Thought.
2: On Second Thought, episode 246, brought to you by Hook'em.com, our good friends at Bud Light. said Golden here with Familia, Kirk Bowles and Brian Davis, uh, a longtime contributor, the third Beatle, whatever you want to call him. And I know it's basketball season, fellas, but what was up with the little general making an appearance? On, on Tuesday night, when the Texas Longhorns lost to K-State, Brian Davis, what say you?
1: Oh, well, it was quite shocking. I'll, I'll say that. It was definitely shocking to look over into Chris Delcani's suite and to see uh, Little General and Delcani giving each other COVID over there. Look looked like that's, that's as close as they were. You oh, know, they should have kissed. They should have kissed. Practically, they practically That would
2: have been fine. It's they a practically room. were. But uh,
1: so I see this. I see this, and I, you know, I don't know what I don't know what came over me. I bolted out of my seat. We have witnesses who can vouch for this. I bolted out of my seat, ran across the concourse, over to section thirty-two, went down into the stands, climbed over the seats, and yelled into the suite. I said, hey, is this thing done or, or what? Are you officially hired or what? And he goes, he goes, hey, nothing's official. Nothing's official. I said, nothing's official. You're wearing a you're wearing the shirt. You're wearing the logo. Hey, he hey. goes, well, I gotta wear something. He's I said, always yeah, been but a got Walmart, plenty man. of purple. You've got plenty of purple in your closet. And he got this, he just got this <laughs> Cheshire cat. Smile on his face. And Del here comes Delcani, Del you know, out of the back of the suite. Hey, 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 nothing to see here. Nothing to say. Hey, hey, Nothing's official. Nothing's official, you know. But look, Gary Patterson being at the Irwin Center, going public with his relationship with Chris Delcani and wearing the logo. It,
0: it's official. Texas will soon
1: have a special assistant to Steve Starke- Sarkeesian.
0: They really wanted to hide it. They were very subtle, very subtle. So. And and I don't know if he's got purple anymore, BD. That closet may be a little thinned out. That's true, too. That is true, too, no doubt. You know, so I don't know if he's going to be wearing purple much anymore. But uh, this, you know, to me, it's a slam dunk. He's one of the great defensive minds in all of college football. Uh, I don't think anyone would argue that. I think uh, it was necessary uh, with all due respect uh, for Pete Kwiatkowski and his – uh, ranked defense last year they need help on that side of the ball so it makes sense does it not oh yeah
2: but my question is this i mean you're calling them a special assistant and pk is bringing in two mil a year is 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 the little general gonna be really running that show behind closed doors Um, Because if I got Gary Patterson in my building, I'm not letting PK run anything. Because he ran that defense into the ground last year. Give me some little general at the chalkboard drawing up schemes (laughs) on on the offense that he used to dominate before things fell off in count I think that the little general is the de facto (laughs) defensive coordinator. And PK... to to go and give his agent a big, sloppy, wet kiss on the lips for guaranteed multi-year contracts. It's a great time to be an American. It's a great time to be an assistant coach at the University of Texas because coaches at Texas, unlike most of the working force, when they get fired,
0: they throw a party because they're still getting paid. That's exactly so you think that, Kikowski is glad about this?
1: Well, see, okay, to me, this to, to me, this is the whole issue of the whole thing, right? If you're Steve Sarkeesian, you know, tell me how you're okay with this and the internal questions that it's going to create, right? Is Gary Patterson a defensive coordinator in waiting? Is he a head coach in waiting? I mean, it this is not. This is not your your typical defensive analyst making twenty-five thousand dollars a year while he waits for his next job. It, he's just it's just not.
2: Well he Charlie Strong with the it's not Charlie Strong in the NFL with the Bears. Not that. Right. It's
0: not uh, that. We know he doesn't need the money. He's rich but beyond uh, compare. He's got oil wells and truckers and you know, you know what. I mean, he doesn't need the money, but you know, Gary Patterson's is what 61 going on 41 because he's still got that zeal, that intensity, that passion. And quite frankly, I'm shocked he doesn't want to be a head coach. And I thought maybe a place like Virginia tech known for his defense would have made a lot of sense for, for GP, but uh, I don't know, maybe he just likes the being involved without the pressure. And the other thing is uh, he wants to win a championship. He's, He's had great success at TCU, has a statue. I assume it's still there, but he hasn't won a championship, and I think that's behind this whole deal. So he comes to Austin to win a championship. That makes
2: so much sense. He wants to. I didn't say he will. That makes zero sense. Why would he if go? You yeah. win, if you want to win, you win. You go be a special assistant to Davos Swinney or a special assistant to Ryan Day or a special assistant to St. Nick. You don't come to Austin and win a championship. Vince Young, I have any eligibility left. So why'd you hear him in Texas to, 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 to get a little bit, uh, you know, take a deep breath because I, we all, we all agree here that he's going to coach again as a head coach. This is a nice place. He's gets to stay in the South. He gets to stay, uh, in, in the coolest city in the state. And, uh, He's only a stone's throw away from Fort Worth. He needs to go and check on business there. It's a great opportunity. And he gets to work for a boss who loved him at Fort Worth. So I I, I think it's a great opportunity for him. I think it's a win for Texas. Uh, If anything, that defense uh, under under PK was just atrocious. And he's bringing just an immense amount of credibility into that building.
0: But how does it play? As Brian said, how does that play in the locker room and the staff meetings? If, you know, I'm Pete Kwiatkowski and I got this guy looking over my shoulder, making suggestions. He has Sark's ear. Who That's- says
2: he's going to be making suggestions? He's going to no, he be running. Better. He don't no,
0: need he to didn't. be making no
2: suggestions. He's going to come in and be the, be the unofficial DC. Oh, I don't think so. You just think he's just going to be watching game <clears throat> film in some dark room? and then show up twice a week and go, this is what I saw? No, not twice well, I really a week. I really think he's going to be involved.
0: Well, if Pete yes. Sikowski has any part of that anatomy, then I'll say, just fire me, give me my money, and I'll go on. I, If I'm a self-respecting D.C. who had great credentials before he came to Texas, I don't stand by and let Gary run the defense. Do y'all? You mean see, he-
1: see, and this, this is what I'm getting at. This is my whole point that I'm getting at. <clears throat> this creates all this, you know, tension, if you will, oh, on a team that's five and seven that needs to be focused on one thing, and that's winning football games. True. Now, Crystal Connie would tell you that having Gary Patterson's mind in the building is going to help them win football games, and I get that. I get that as a concept. I really, really do. Okay, but at the same time, to Kirk, to your point, if I'm PK, hey, uh, here's some notes that uh, our special assistant came up with after watching the tape. But yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, no, you're going to implement the notes. You know, I mean, how do you how do you take how do you take the input that comes from that and not feel sort of pressured to act on it?
0: You're marginalized. He's marginalized. You know what? And you just, and he deserves to be
2: marginalized. Deserves to be fired. Yeah, exactly. But he's got guaranteed money, so he's going to grin and bear it. And what, what's going to happen, Duck? What's going to happen if I'm PK? Is I'm going to go? All right. This might be the this year might be the longest season of my career because I'm going to I'm going to be second guessed and 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 questioned because I've got a superior defensive mind in the same building. But what, but, what, but what I would hold on to is Gary Patterson is not going to be here for the next three or four years. Or well, Gary no. Patterson is going to be a head coach in two seasons. So get what past this Texas? and maybe learn something from the little general while you're under his thumb and apply it to, to the 2023 season once Texas presumably gets back on track. So I would treat this as a learning uh, and a potential for some learning
0: even though I know PK is an accomplished defensive coach, we all agree he's not Gary Patterson. Well, I can't wait to see, uh, you know, be at the press conference. We could ask uh, Gary Patterson and PK how they're going to interact. Oh no. wait! Oh wait! 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 <laughs> sorry, sorry. Retract that. I know we don't get them. We don't get to talk to him. So may, 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 maybe special assistants might get a chance to to get a little. Oh yeah, Gary, a little Gary was. <laughs> Gary was so friendly with the media in Fort Worth. He just loved the media. So. But,
1: here's the, but here's the thing, though, guys. I mean, we, 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 know, we know GP and we know what he's about. I mean, you know, I just find it hard to believe that Gary is, a, is the type of guy at his age and his experience level to just sit back and be behind the scenes and you never hear from him. I just, I just don't speak, buy that. Speak constant. on that. Speak on that. That's my point. Yeah. He's not a wildflower. I just don't – yeah, he's not a wildflower by any stretch of the imagination. Special just, assistant just, is a title in
2: title only. Gary Patterson is in here to fix this defense,
1: period. That, that, period. Said that, that's, like, that's like saying, I'm going to come in and be quiet. That's not going to happen.
0: Not going to happen. It's not
1: going to happen. It's not saying, I'm going vegetarian.
0: No, it's not going to happen. I don't think Shark hired him to be quiet. I, I think uh, – But who knows, maybe Del Conte pushed it on him a little bit. Maybe, you know, we haven't talked to Sark since uh, that glorious win over uh, Kansas State uh, uh, back in December. Uh, I don't know. We haven't gotten maybe CDC forced his hand. Who knows? So, But we were talking earlier, and you guys were saying maybe he's even the next head coach, head coach in waiting, a.k.a. Will Muschamp, which was a disaster. And for those of you who don't know, he was named head coach in waiting by Mac Brown, Will Muschamp, best DC, uh, one of the best in the business, and yeah, not so good as a head coach. Uh, that never worked, and Mac never wanted him to be the head coach in waiting. He wanted to keep him as DC. But this, you can see pro- all kind of problems arising out of this. It, I can't just see this as a as a Sunday picnic. Can you know? y'all? Sexy.
2: It's it sexy. Is sexy. It is. It's got, us, to talk to him. it's got us talking about football. It's it's a potential huge upgrade, already an upgrade from, yeah. from their coaching staff. Definitely. It, it, I don't care if it was a Sark move or a CDC move. It was a move.
0: And right, here's my it
2: was a great move.
1: Here's and my it's question. It's going to help them. Here's my question. Okay. If the defense turns it around, they will. Who gets the credit in 2022, PK or Gary Patterson? The little general. We'll okay. The okay. So if, if, we, if we if we've established that little general will get the credit, who who will get the blame if it doesn't go well? <laughs> Both. Will we get think the blame. We know PK will get the blame. But, I, but I, I, it's a I, win-win.
2: Well, I will. I, I will. Uh, Gary. Yes, I will make fun of CDC and GP if it doesn't work.
0: But it will work. It just will. Will it? Will it? Yes. When the last time they had a great killer defense, Ed? When's the How last you know time was Gary good?
2: Patterson was, was an assistant coach at Texas? Right yeah. now. It's going to happen. It's going to work. About the players. I mean, it's about the players. And, it's, and, and, and to quote uh, New Oklahoma coach Brent Venables, who backtracked on it, but, Duck, you know it. Because he said it to you, it's the greatest quote ever. Why don't you tell me what Brett Venable said to you?
0: I he I asked him about uh, how Texas, you know, doesn't seem very accountable. They don't are not accountable for poor performances after yet another loss to OU five in a row. And Brett Venable said, "You get what you demand from the players. Hello. He, treat them like Hello. men. Treat them like men. I just, Hello. I just." You know, we're all in agreement. Gary Patterson's a defensive wizard. He will help them, no question about it. I just think there, there could be could be problems. But, I mean, really, I mean, is there any chance they have a great defense? Because they didn't have an all-Big 12 first or second team player on the defense, not one. Who says they have to be great? Stop it. You just said they're they defense. Have, well, it's nice if they were at least average. average.
2: To win in this conference. They don't have to be the 85 Bears.
0: It's the so Big 12. To, they got to be better than 100th in the nation. Well, so if you're in you know
1: 75, it, you're going to win eight games. You need to be better than the 2015 Longhorns or the 2016 Longhorns, that's for sure. That was the worst <laughs> ever. Worst ever. Yeah.
2: But, if, but if you're top 70 in the country in defense,
0: you're going to win games here. But well, not a championship. They want to win a championship. There we go. It's going to be a long time before they win it. How many? Have, yeah. You're 72 years old. They've won. 71. One. Stop it.
2: You're you're, <laughs> it wasn't a you're 71 years old, and they've won. How many have they won in your lifetime? How many? How many have they won in the modern era? One. So let's quit talking about championships. I know. Let's I talk about. are going to a were gonna have a great defense. Let's talk about getting to a good bowl game. Let's talk about winning more than five games. Let's, let's talk about beating in Kansas. Let's stop talking about that because it's not about championships here. This is not Tuscaloosa. It's not Clemson. It's not Columbus. It's not Baton Rouge. It's Austin All, right. awesome.
0: All right. One more thing on GP. Do either of you think he could ultimately, if uh, whatever happens, he could be the head coach of Texas, given his former TCU bosses sitting in the AD chair? Yes. Yes. Could it happen? Yes, it absolutely could. Go ahead, Brian.
1: Why? Because, I mean, look, this the, his former boss is now in the AD chair. If it goes sideways, if it goes sideways with Steve Sarkeesian – and, I mean, it has to really go sideways because of the money they've got tied up in Sark, right? It has to really go sideways. But if it did, right, um, this is a guy who probably wants to be a head coach again. He's not done. He's not ready to retire. And, oh, by the way, his best friend is now the athletic director at the biggest school in America, one of the biggest, most important schools in America. Oh, and by the way, did you know that this school is going into the biggest, most important football conference in America sometime in our lifetime, we hope. But still, they're going into the SEC, right? If I'm just – it's hard not to think that Sark is now under – has a has a giant rock hanging over his head, a boulder hanging over his head, um, that could fall on him if 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 it if it doesn't go well. I think it could happen, but
2: but I, the one thing that I will bring up is if it doesn't work out and Sark falls off and it's bad, the GP's gonna play a role in that too, because he's gonna be in that room and some of that stench is going to be on him.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, do you get do you give the job to a guy who's part of a staff that he couldn't help? No. Well, I,
1: listen, I, I'm just a special assistant. You know, I, I don't make the game plans, and I'm not allowed on the sideline on game day. I'm just a special assistant. Did you see what I did at the Rose Bowl with the with the Purple
0: People Leaders? You know, a few was years that, ago. Was that this century? Was that this century? You see what I did at the Alamo Bowl <clears throat> that one year? We get you know, behind thirty-one to nothing. I I don't think it could ever happen because. As you just intimated, said if things go south and Sark doesn't get this thing turned around, they're not going to go. Hey, let's get one of these guys started on this staff, you know? Because I'm the AD and I know him. I don't think I don't think fans or media would go for that. Uh, The other thing is that if he's doing well, it's like, well, you're not going to make a change unless Sark says, "Ooh, I'm going to the NFL. I'm a hot commodity now. I'm going to get an NFL job out of that." And then maybe there would be a chance. Uh, that Gary should succeed him, but I think it's very unlikely.
1: Okay. Okay. Here's a question I've been thinking about, and I wanted to pose to both of you. Okay. All right. As we talk about coaching, coaching changes, and you think, oh, that sounds really disruptive and blah, blah, blah. Right. Okay. Now, now that the coaches are making, you know, they're not making completely NFL money, but they're getting way up there in money. Right. Most of them, then, All of them are getting better. Okay. And then you factor in that these players are willing to leave at a moment's notice. Right. Do we see colleges taking an NFL approach to their head coaches? Meaning that, hey, we gave you two years. Uh, that dude in New York, you were running quarterback sneaks on your own three. Forget that you're out of here. Right. Uh, Matt Rule, you're on the hot seat. Cliff Kingsbury, you were on the hot seat until you made the playoffs. Right. Just like the, the constant change, are we going to see the constant change over at the college level that we see at the NFL level? Uh, it could happen, but but
2: you but you're paying yourself into a corner because these guaranteed contracts aren't going away, BD. And so if you're you're if you're signing a coach for six years and 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 sixty million dollars, you want to fire him after two years? I mean, I and mean, you, you owe him forty million, twice. and you then you got to bring in another twice. guy. So. It's going to be tough to do that. So I, I don't envision a, a a scenario where where a coach is not going to get at least three years to try and get it right. I mean, Charlie Strong had three losing seasons; he had to go. As much as we like Chuck, he had to go. Uh, Tom Herman never had a losing season, but Tom Herman had problems off the field in the locker room. So I, I think uh, they would kill to have a uh, have Sark reel off four straight winning seasons. So I just don't think they're going to be pulling the trigger as fast, even though the money is different with these players and name, image, and likeness.
0: And and it's it's pretty rare that you promote a guy from a staff. I mean, you see a Sweeney, he goes from wide receiver coach to the great coach at, head coach at Clemson and building a, a mini dynasty there. You see, you know Marcus Freeman and Notre Dane get promoted from uh, DC and succeeds Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley. Oc under uh, Bob Stoops and he gets elevated, so you see that sometimes. But I don't. Know, mostly BD to me, it's like there's so much more job security in colleges now because because of the guaranteed money and because they don't fire them right away like they do in the NFL. NFL, you got a year, maybe two at most. I mean, Matt Rule just finished second year and he's barely hanging on, but. A lot of these guys you get one year and you gotta be out. So I think this the college game has a lot more appeal than NFL coaching in terms of security. Well, we're
2: gonna we're gonna be all over this thing. Um, this Gary Patterson thing. It's not official, but he's wearing the logo. It's official, he's it coming, he's coming. Beanie, before we get, get you out of here, uh Club Irwin was rocking Tuesday night, and the fans were raucous. Uh, yeah, you had intense play. You had everything except the W. What's going on with the fighting Chris Beards, who dropped their second in a row, this time the one and four, K-State?
1: Ooh, yeah, when you say it like that, that doesn't sound good. That's for sure. Um, You know, I, I think that what, what we're seeing in the first six games, um, and it was really highlighted last night, this team doesn't have – a money time clutch player. Now you now you say well now wait a minute BD Marcus Carr had 25 points and he just missed he he was un, he was unstoppable in the second half uh, and he missed the game winning shot. Set, set aside the game winning shot for just a second. In the last um, in the last 5 minutes um, they they were they were they finished the game 0 for 4 shooting. Andrew Jones Missed a tough shot. Uh, Ramey missed a terrible shot, uh, you know, when he tried to rise up through a double team. And so I'm I'm not saying just because Marcus Carr took the last shot that he should be the guy. But they need to get help from other players at other big moments down the stretch. They're shooting about 30% in the last five minutes of six Big 12 games. That's not good. It's just not good. And, you know, you can talk about the defense all you want. And the defense had real problems last night. The way that K-State drove and kicked to the corners for either layups or open threes. It's very, very alarm bell concerning. But um, th- this team's got to start making big-time plays in the clutch because, as said, you and I talked about this at the game, um, that's the Big 12. There's nobody who is, like, so good they're going to run away with it and win the title. But every single team can win or lose on any given night to every opponent in, in, in this in this conference.
0: I mean, they're they're three and three against teams that are a combined ten and eighteen. They haven't played any of the top three teams yet. So at six games with Kansas, Baylor, and Texas Tech, still gotta go to West Virginia. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't I'm not saying push the panic button, but do you think Brian that said that Chris is a little bit worried that this is kind of getting away from him that You know, we're not talking about, you know, winning the conference championship. We're talking about making the tournament and, you know, not being an eight or nine, ten seed, something like that. Do you think the legitimate concerns are there? You better be. You better be concerned
2: because you haven't even played the big dogs yet. Right. And the big dogs are barking. And um, I I tweeted this uh, Tuesday night. There's not a bad game in the Big 12. All The games are always coming Uh down to the wire. Uh And right. from top to bottom, it's a beehive. And when you don't have that special guy to score, you know, and, and Andrew Jones uh looked like he found his groove three games ago, but then but then he struggled. And I, I I don't see the cohesion that they need that that they should have, you know, 20 games in. I'm 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 really worried about what's going on. Not only on that court, but in that locker room, and I think um I think chris beard, I don't think he's been on more than he could chew but but he but he's having a a hard time digesting right now because he he had surely expected to be be better than three and three, six games in
1: he was crushed last night, there's no doubt about it. he was crushed on Tuesday night, you could see it in his face, you could see it in his body language um you know, and this was after. They botched a winnable game in Ames. I know, look, I've had Iowa State people come out of the woodwork. You know, how could you say that? I mean, how do you say that? Iowa State, we kicked their butt. Yeah, Texas played terrible, but it was a two possession game with five minutes to go. That's a winnable game, right? It just is. And then when you look at what happened at Oklahoma State, it was a one possession game for a great majority of the second half, and Texas just couldn't get it done. Right, just they just could not get it done. A three-point deficit in Stillwater—it felt like thirty. Right, that's how bad the offense was that day. So, look, Beard is right when he says, "Ah, oh, we're close. We're close. Yeah, you're close to being average." Right, that's that's what it looks like to me. I mean, you know, they have, they they had to get some of these games because, to SED's point, the schedule gets infinitely harder uh, starting February one
0: when they go to the Hub City. Yeah, I just – I don't know. You, I wonder if Chris is a little – not panicky, but it's like stunned. Is he dumbfounded by he's sitting here? I mean, when you get – what was it? Six transfers who are big-time players at their former schools, and you do have three holdovers from a team that was damn good in the regular season, apology establishing Christian. Uh, you know, and then he's talking about playing on Monday, being a championship team. I mean, you look at Auburn. Auburn's got, uh, I think it's five transfers, and they got four of them are their leading scorers. And you put that with Jabari Smith, who may be the first pick in the draft, and they're sitting there one or two with Gonzaga, and are kind of a, a pick to win the national championship. And you know, I mean, you're you're first in defense in the conference. You're eighth in offense, eight out of 10 in offense. And even though you're first in defense in the, in the conference and you're uh, second nationally, uh, the top eight teams in the league defensively, there's only eight points difference in the defensive averages. So it's not like, you know, their defense is 30 points better than everybody else. So they, they, I just, you think they're lacking for confidence and maybe it does. Are they a little bit beaten down? by Chris Beard with all the expectations and emphasis on defense.
2: I don't know if they're being down by him, but, but I know that he's an intense cat and he demands, he demands all out effort and right. uh, he's not a back slapper uh, by any means. He's tough. Uh, they need that toughness. Uh, I think it just comes down to the fact that they just, uh, this is an offensive game and that style of play doesn't always translate. Um, they're, they don't. I mean, is Jace Febris, Is he ever going to show up and make a three? I mean, that's his job, and he's not making threes. And Andrews up and down, and, and Courtney, um, Courtney, which I, I really like the defense he's playing, but Courtney Ramey is, you know, he's hit or miss offensively, and um, they ruined a great performance from Marcus Carr. That's the kind of game that could that that can really spur you to greater things if you figure out a way to win. Uh, even if it's against a team whose record is not good. So now uh, going in, they play – is it Oklahoma State Saturday, BD, right. at yeah. home, 1 o'clock at Club Irwin? That's going to that's be a, a tough game because we know that Oklahoma State's Q rating is, is starting to rise. They, they, they may not have a great record, but they've beaten some good teams already.
1: Real quick, before, before I get out of here, I just want to say that <clears throat> I went to Des Moines I went back to Jethro's barbecue. Oh my you God. Yes.
0: What is amazing?
1: I am not ever giving up on the Jethro's barbecue. You I got dragged should, on Twitter. Should have been I got dragged on Twitter all over Travis County, all over the internet for posting a photo of the brisket during football season. I went back. I said, this is my place. I'm standing. I'm standing tall with my guy. I had ribs. They were fantastic. I will go back there again. And yes, Suck on that, barbecue haters.
0: Dug, I don't even know you, Dug, even know you anymore. Doug, they sprinkled cheddar cheese over the queso. I got to go. What is I, that? I got to go. This, this is too much. That was much. sickening. Take uh-huh. that,
1: barbecue haters.
0: And what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, futile. I bet. I bet BD's even bought Lincoln Riley's uh, barbecue cookbook. I bet. you With some sauce, it's fantastic. it's hard to mess up sausage i can
2: cook sausage. stop it no the
1: sauce the sauce on on lincoln riley's brisket i bet his brisket's fantastic
2: oh i bet it's horrible (laughs) i bet it's horrible you never should have been allowed back in this state next thing you're going to be doing is you're going to be telling me that in and out burger is better than water burger
1: no 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 the next podcast next podcast you have me on here i'm going to tell you how great the tex-mex is in nebraska
0: Oh my god. Oh they my god. Health. He, needs to be, he needs to be in rehab, said I don't know. He's maybe beyond hope. I don't he's know. He's beyond help. You Being, can be- listen, we appreciate it.
2: Get a better taste palette. Get Debbie to take you to some real restaurants because I don't know who I'm looking at right now.
1: <laughs> Me in 2026. Have you guys had the enchiladas in Oxford, Mississippi? Oh my <laughs> god!
2: <laughs> Catfish, yes. Enchiladas, uh,
0: no. Later, man. Man, man Bye, boys, sense. we'll see you. Bye.
1: On second thought,
2: look, always good to chop it up with BD. Uh, man, our our, our off just got a lot more interesting with spring football <laughs> coming up. Um, that'll be fun, but. Let's talk about the dumpster fire that was that was in Arlington, Texas. You were there. Doug, did, did they have you on the front row? Were you
0: in the euchre seats? Or where were no, you? I was uh, in the elevated, the upper deck, third row. Oh, wow. So high up, I couldn't even see the jumbo vision that Brian Anger hit with his punt. So.
2: That's always fun. That's for another conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The cow, the cowboy Brian Anger hit the hit the jumbotron, and the Cowboys hit the ground face first after losing to the 49ers. We talked about it last week, Duck. That was a tough matchup, and the, and the Cowboys, unfortunately, were not there to. to
0: they kind to of lived the down to expectations. They were up against a physical run team and a great defense, albeit one lost two of its stars. You know, I mean, Joey Bosa got hurt, and uh, he, he missed uh, uh, how much? About a half. Fred Warner got hurt. And Fred Warner, their linebacker, got hurt. So and He uh, came back. And they still, you know, beat them. And that was just a terrible, terrible performance by the Cowboys. I mean, the highest-scoring team in the NFL ended up with 17 points. Seven were a gift after that interception. That's the only way they could have gotten back in the game is – Jimmy Garoppolo throw up a duck. And that's what happened.
2: Dak Prescott, I'm sorry. I've been a proponent of Dak for years. I I still believe he should have got his money. Uh, His numbers bear that out. But I'm going to look at it this way. Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy called that quarterback draw at the end of the game with 14 seconds left. Um, One of the most idiotic calls in the history, in the history of playoff football, And I'm thinking Dak Prescott could have checked out of that call and said, no, I don't like this call. Peyton Manning would have checked out. Tom Brady would have checked out. But Dak Prescott runs up the middle, and they had the nerve to try to blame Ramon George, the the umpire. Wasn't his fault that you don't know to give him the ball so he can spot it?
0: Not only that said, but, I mean (laughs) – well, then Dak Prescott doubles down and talking when he was asked about the fans throwing water bottles and debris at the refs. He said, "Oh, then credit to them." And he since apologized. And here's a guy up for Man of the Year, Walter Payton, Man of the Year. You can't be encouraging that kind of—I don't know if you'd call it violence—but there's a potential for injury. We all know that. And it's just You're talking about a hundred thousand pissed off people. It's inexcusable as what it was. And and, and that's the, the face. thing. That's the thing. I think a lot of. Uh, Cowboy fans and the media just gotten so weary of all these blaming the refs. You know, the most penalized team in the NFL had 14 penalties on a Sunday. I think like five of them or half of them killed drives or, or stopped first downs or something like that. And, and I think McCarthy's kind of encouraged that. So it's like, oh, they're biased against them. You played a horrible game. You coached a horrible game. You get C.D. Lamb one catch the whole game. One of the most five targets one of the most dynamic players in the league, get him the ball, find a way, if it's a jet sweep or whatever. I mean. Well, Troy Aikman said it. Troy goes, <clears throat>
2: uh, with the coverages that they have right now, he goes, uh, Michael Irvin, if, if they were guarding Michael Irvin the way they were guarding CeeDee Lamb. He said Michael Irvin would have had 10 catches at halftime.
0: Wow. wow. He said that. It's just, it was such a poor performance. It was like they were jittery. It's like they – Played without confidence. I mean, got down 10-0 before they even had a first down.
2: You you know? Know, and when I was watching in Tyler and when they, the Niners drove down and scored a touchdown on the very first drive, I looked at my sister and go, that going to lose today. You're in trouble. Because this is what I was afraid of for them, that they yeah. were just going to run it down their throats and 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 have Jimmy G game manage them to a win. And I don't, I don't blame Dan Quinn. You give up 23, you're supposed to win a playoff game. I'm sorry
0: absolutely i like dan quinn you and i basically have told jerry he should promote dan quinn give him mike mccarthy's head coaching whistle and you know the other thing you do with that here's a guy who's already interviewed from minnesota in denver and he who knows god knows else he may interview for i really like dan quinn i was when you and i were both at the super bowl when he blew that 28 to 3 lead and that's going to be memorable, and that's going to leave a scar. But I was just really impressed with him, uh, a real good players coach. And uh, I think he learned from that. I mean, we know how bad Cowboys' defense was last year, didn't we? And, and he just turned yeah. that thing around. They led the league in takeaways. They led the league in, with 26 interceptions. Why wouldn't you do that? Give a guy who's had head coaching experience the job. Keep Kellen Moore as your O.C., <laughs> And it's it's an upgrade, but it sure it looks is, like Jerry's keeping him, doesn't it? Especially with
2: the with with the just stupefying calls that Mike right. McCarthy has made all season long—from fake punts, from going for it on your own twenty-five yard line, uh, just uh, mismanaging the clock yeah. time and time again. Saying, "I didn't do the clock disappeared." I mean, right. those kind of things just treat to incompetence. And it's a guy who who only. He had Aaron Rodgers for thirteen years, one nice. Super Bowl appearance with Aaron Rodgers, who who was until Mahomes came came through was the best arm talent this league had ever seen. So I just I just think McCarthy is more name than game, and he's living on past accomplishments. And I think Jerry should just let him go, give Dan Quinn the job. He's already popular in that locker room, right? And, uh, I don't think Kellen Moore is ready to be a head coach either. I know there's this big, this big, uh, this this big movement to give these young hotshot play callers NFL jobs in the in their thirties, but Kellen Moore showed that he's not ready. That last play call was oh, an abomination. He should not be allowed to interview for a job after that play call.
0: Yeah, that should eliminate him right there. He's not ready. What is he? Thirty three years old. You know he's not ready. I know. Jerry's, you know, bit in the ass with Kellen Moore love, you know, and he doesn't want to give him up. But uh, but this would probably be a great way to keep him and, you know, hire Dan Quinn, promote him, and, uh, and keep Kellen Moore. The other thing is <clears throat> Dallas has 22 unrestricted free agents. are already over the salary cap. I mean, who do you keep? I mean, you got Randy Gregory. You got Dalton Schultz. You got uh, Cedric Wilson, Michael Gallup, Landon. Ash. Uh, I mean, you got a slew of big time contributors. So I don't know what you do.
2: I get rid of Aid Ash. He had do. a
0: great game, but you think he's just not? He's not. not he's This not.
2: This, yeah. this league is about the linebackers who can chase. Right. He's not a chaser. Yeah. I, I let him go. Gallup can't stay healthy. Um, Sid Thank Wilson you. will probably get more money somewhere else. But if you keep right. Sid Wilson, I like him. Uh, if I can get him cheaper, then I'd get Gallup. Um, the, the big it's question,
0: keep Gregory. What'd right?
2: What'd you say? Got to keep Gregory right. I like he took a step forward, but there was an idiotic penalty at the end. What are you doing, grabbing a guy, an offensive lineman, and and suplexing him with the season on the line? That's stupid. It was just stupid. And now, uh, now Neville Gallimore, that that happens where right. he. You can you can get engaged with your hands. I see that that yeah. is that is a lot more excusable than grabbing a guy from behind and taking him down. What were you doing there? It's like you were in a wrestling match. Yeah. So, uh, but I would I would keep Randy Gregory, uh, Durant's Armstrong. If you can get him, the guy from Kansas, he has some moments this year. If you can get yeah. him on the cheap, I'd bring yeah. him back. But, yeah. but that's a lot of unrestricted free agents, Doug. Wow. So it's to, the defense is going to take on a different look next season, I suspect.
0: Do you think – what do you think of their window? Do they have like a five-year window or with guys like Amari Cooper starting to get a little bit older? Obviously, Zeke Elliott is. The offensive line needs some help. Connor Williams may not be there next year.
2: Can't be. Um, they got to they got upgrade there. Connor's just not the guy. just Over, you- completely overwhelmed at the ed guard, they need a the tackle though? make um, my backup tackle yeah well, he's, not a, he's not a starting guard in this league
0: so who would you what would you need you need another cornerback would you go o line what do you think the top 3 uh, rounds uh, cowboys should look for um i
2: us you're going to always need pass rushers and you yeah. can't put it all on michael parson's I always look for an edge rusher up front um I would also say uh, you could upgrade at the other cornerback position, which brings me to Trayvon Diggs. Stuff. He was out there trying to be Deion Sanders, undercutting routes and giving yeah. up big plays on the back end. He needs to remember, you know, I think he kind of fell in love with his, with his stat line uh, in the back half of the year Start trying to make highlight real plays. Right. Uh, there were a couple of times when you let Brandon Ayuk just get behind him, and uh, Brandon Ayuk is never going to be confused with an elite talent in this league but he, he i think i think he believes he's better than he is and those interceptions uh are great but he still he still gave up over a thousand yards in coverage this year
0: yeah he's not the most physical tackler like dion either you know so uh i don't know it's gonna be interesting. i mean that you know you got to start with the franchise quarterback they got that they got great receivers in cooper and cd and Lamb, tony pollard you know, don't have to pay him as much. Uh, Zeke, I don't know how much Zeke's got left in the tank. I really don't. Not sure about his work ethic. But like you say, old line, linebacker, cornerback. I think that's probably the major areas of improvement they need.
2: Uh, the, the top is coach, co- head coach. That's yeah. That's probably the ma- the most major. Let's start there.
0: Let's start there.
2: Let's start there. So, well, let, well, now the you know and Zeke is twenty six years old. Uh, that is.
0: Doesn't he seem older?
2: Yeah, well, he runs older, for yeah, sure. He, does. he, he does. runs a lot older than he is. Um, before we get out of here, let's, let's, let's hit these, let's hit these uh, playoff games this weekend. Okay. On Saturday, Cincinnati at Tennessee, San Francisco at Green Bay. Who you got?
0: Well, I got Green Bay winning it all, so I'm not going away with them. 49ers are on the road, third game in a row. Jimmy G, a little banged up with his shoulder, not great to start with. So, I think – San Francisco's little two two game run here it comes to an end. I like Cincinnati boy they got that young talent. I just think Tennessee at home get Derrick Henry back will be too much for the Bengals.
2: I agree on both. I got Green Bay. Um, I don't want to see San Francisco in a in a championship game. I want I want Aaron Rodgers v. Tom Brady for the NFC championship. That's a win win Super Bowl for the NFC. That's our oh, so. power. So oh, that's what I, that's personally what I want. Yeah. Um, I had Kansas City beating the, beating the, um, the Bills, beating Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. So okay. Sunday, Rams at Tampa, Buffalo at KC. What's up?
0: You know, I'm going to go with the Rams and the upset. I, I just, I just think, really Doug? Well, Stafford got off the snide. He got his first playoff win, so they got some confidence. Then uh, Cooper Cup, MVP candidate. Uh, how about that run game with Tony Michelle and Cam Akers starting to step up a little bit? And obviously, they got star power on defense Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. And, you know, Tampa Bay is not full strength, anything but. You know, Fournette, I guess he's out. He's, uh, uh,
2: he, 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 he might practice. Right. He might be practicing this week. I haven't looked today. Yeah. Uh, uh, got, out. And Mike, Mike Evans is, is apparently over his injury. Chris Godwin is not, is not playing. And, of course, Antonio Brown quit the team. So, they're right. not exactly full strength Tampa Bay.
0: No, oh, I, I get the Rams in and upset in that one. What about Buffalo at KC? Well, Buffalo is kind of my surprise team. I got Green Bay beating Buffalo in the, in the Super Bowl. I love Josh Allen. Just love him. He's got moxie and toughness and speed. You know, and talk about confidence. My goodness, scored on every drive against the Pats where they didn't take a knee. So I think it's going to be a great game. You know, Kansas City's kind of been mercurial a little bit this year. They, they've kind of got it back. But I don't know. There's got to be some upset. And here I am going with two upsets, the Rams. <laughs> and the so I guess you're sticking with the Chiefs, are you not?
2: I have to. I want to be I, right.
0: I know. exactly. I, 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 I think it's going to be a great
2: game. I think so too. I think if the chief, well, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, Duck, I will have gotten Georgia and Kansas City right.
0: There you go. There
2: so you I'm, go. I'm, 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 I'm hanging on to that. I don't. I loved what they did against Pittsburgh, but the Steelers are not the Steelers. Oh, this is well, well, I mean, they are what's left of the Steelers. So that was some old school Chiefs numbers, but I, I'd, I'd be shocked if they put up those numbers against the Bills. The Bills punked them in Kansas city earlier this year. It so, did, it did, it uh, but I'm going with cool. Kansas city, the whole serve at home. Uh, I, I feel like the Rams have more and more momentum than Tampa Bay and uh, quite as just kept the Philadelphia Eagles sack Tom Brady five times this yeah. past week. So, um, so and, and we know the Rams can rush the passer. So yeah. I, I'm, 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 think I'm going to go with, uh, I'm still going to keep my pick. I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams won, but I'm going to stick with Tampa Bay. And, okay. and Kansas City to win uh, to keep my Super Bowl prediction alive. So hey, let's uh,
0: just hope the games are better than they were last weekend. Oh, I they will think be. This the be.
2: This is always the best. This is always the best weekend. This this these four games are going to be good. Hey, are okay. you going to be are are you going to be at the uh, the Oklahoma State Texas game, or is that going to be me? I know we haven't talked about that.
0: I don't know. Let's uh, check that out and visit about that. All
2: right. Well, one of us will be there, and I know a lot of you listeners will be there as the Longhorns try to right the ship and avoid an 0-3. Big thanks to Brian Davis for joining us today. Uh, So good to be back on the old podcast, and we'll do it again next week. That will do it for Episode 246 of On Second Thought for the Duck. I'm Seth Golden. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.